1: While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
2: Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to The Tom Sumner Show.
3: Hey, good morning, everybody. A big jazz hands out to uh, all our (laughs) listeners from uh, yours truly, Tom Sumner, along with my co-host, Andrea Sutton. Hey,
2: (laughs) good morning.
3: I I like that. Good. (laughs) Big
2: jazz hands. I do, too. Actually, I did an elbow bump with somebody yesterday, and
3: we just giggled because
2: it was so stupid. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Not, not, I don't know if you did. Not as weird as an air high five. You know, yeah,
2: I I think that's where I draw the line.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think I can really do the air high five because of all the times <laughs> I've gone to, to high five somebody and they didn't high five back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're
3: just like, uh, okay.
2: Maintain your <laughs> composure. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, all of a sudden <laughs> it's like, oh, I was waving to somebody over there. <laughs> Fred. There's nobody over there, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I could. I could Time. see it in my mind. <laughs> That's right. Time for the straight jacket. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> oh shoot. Um. Good show today. Uh, we're gonna be uh, continuing with our candidate interviews. If everything works out right, uh, coming up in about 15 minutes or so, I'm going to connect up with Genesee County Clerk Register, John Gleason, who's running for re-election for uh, his seat. And then uh, during the second hour of our three-hour tour, I'm going to be talking with his challenger, um, a Democrat running for uh, Genesee County Clerk Register, Renee Watson will be joining me. she has been on the show before. I think she ran for it's state senate yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, and then in the third half of our three-hour tour, cultural anthropologist Michael Barron teamed up with... Okay. Uh, uh, his name is Michael Barron. He's uh, teamed up with uh, Tiffany Jana, And uh, they've written a book called Subtle Acts of Exclusion. Ooh, How okay. to understand, identify, and stop microaggressions. And th- those are the little acts of, of exclusion that...
2: Race relations y- or yeah, socioeconomic? Yeah, uh,
3: often, uh, well, it can apply to anything, but in in these times the, the context is purely uh, or, or primarily about racism. You know things you do without realizing it. Like oh, that okay. guy is really articulate for a black person.
1: You know oh, when yeah. you say
3: something like that, you 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 might actually, in your naivety, mean it as a compliment, but it comes off. Snack. Yeah, it, and you you may not mean it. And there are lots of little things that people do that that some are maybe intentional but i think many of them are not and we're going to have a very interesting conversation about that based on this book subtle acts of exclusion how to understand identify and stop microaggressions by michael baron and tiffany jana and michael baron will be joining me during the third half of our three hour tour that's all on okay, today's cool. uh, today's show um you were telling me just before we went on the air this was interesting because I had a similar experience yesterday <laughs> you said you were out um, looking for an item and and you had to go to five different places and because of back ordering and um, border disputes and who knows what else it, yeah no <laughs> there are products that are that are difficult to find I had the same thing I was going out to get you know a couple of little supplies for right basically for my my vape addiction okay and um and i've had to go to four or five different stores because you know the their usual suppliers are out and having trouble getting stuff and apparently uh something has happened in the supply chain that we haven't really paid that much attention to and that is that when things shut down uh there were places that stopped making things uh huh and yep. now that things are opening back up, they're having trouble catching up. Yep. So <laughs> the supplies just aren't there.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So at this point in time, it's kind of like got to watch out for price gouging for everything. You know. It's, I well, don't it's know. not That's even. Funky.
3: It's not even price gouging. It's you can't get stuff. I've had. I ordered. I think I've talked about this before. Um, m- almost three months ago, I ordered a piece of equipment online um, that I thought would be cool to have. It's not urgent. It's not life and death, or I, you know, would be, you know, scouring the countryside for one. But um, <laughs> but I, I came across something online that I thought would be fun to have. It's a little uh, a little cassette player. Oh yeah. That okay. converts yep. cassette tapes to MP3 files, which I can use then in lots of different ways. I can burn CDs, I can, you know, store them on the computer, you know, use it for audio for the show and, and different things. And and I, th- you know, I thought it'd be a cool thing to have and I have a lot of stuff that's been saved on cassette tape. Uh, and and some of them are old performances of mine right. that I would right. like to transfer to to cd and so i ordered this thing it wasn't very expensive it wasn't a big deal i ordered it and you know a month goes by and i'm like hmm i wonder whatever <laughs> happened to that thing i ordered <laughs> <laughs> and, and so i've been yeah. i've been writing to the company and they said well you know we 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 know we shipped it out to you but um oh no you know we're having trouble tracking it down and finding it and you know, oh, it's geez. and it's been like three months, and I'm thinking,
2: yeah, you know, how
3: how tough is this to uh, you know get a hold of um, through all of this shutting down? Uh, the you know people who send me bills didn't have any trouble getting their <laughs> mail <find> through.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yep, yep, I hate that guy Bill. <laughs>
3: yeah. Why does he keep sending me mail? Um,
2: no fake. So you yeah. haven't found it
3: yet? No. No, still haven't found it. It's been you know, three oh, months in the works and, and I'm still still waiting on that. Um got an interesting email. You know how I go uh, uh camping every year, uh to the Yeah uh, up to the UP for uh the Hiawatha Music Festival. And it's been canceled this year, like so many other events yeah. this summer. Just in fact I just saw they're reworking what they're going to do for back to the bricks. The Woodward, Woodward uh, Dream Cruise has canceled for this yeah. uh, for this summer, and um, I got an email from. Well, first of all, I have to back up and say when Sandy <laughs> and I go up there to go camping, we always go out of our way to find our spot in the in the grand scheme of uh, all of the camping and campsites and all that to be close to some people that we hang out with every year and they're from all over the place eh? they're from all over michigan and wisconsin and you know there's there's a little group of yeah a dozen of us or so and Mm -hmm. um anyway i got an email from one of them they're working on a political campaign up in the up and they're coming down to saginaw to pick up something printing or something i don't know why they had to come all the way to saginaw to do it but they did and and
2: road trip and this
3: guy's (laughs) mother lives in lansing so he's he's coming down to saginaw and then he's going to go visit his mother and wondered if we could get together today oh that's cool and i thought well yeah cool and without even thinking um you know i said uh, well sandy and i'll you know we'll be home all. will all day and evening, you know, so whenever you get in the area, here's my cell phone, here's our address, and so on,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, I thought, well, you know, throw a couple of dogs on the grill, and, you know, maybe fire up a little uh, after-dinner fire, and roast some marshmallows, or whatever, Yeah. and, you know, and all that, and then I thought, all of a sudden, it occurred to me, this is the first guest we've had. <laughs> in over three months. Not used to it. Yep. And I'm thinking, what are the protocols now? Y- you know, do I have to wear my mask mm-hmm. the whole time? Um, <laughs> you know, do I have to do jazz hands? You know, I mean, what, do, what do I have to do? Elbow uh, bump, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's going to be... Uh, a, a little bit awkward for us because we haven't entertained <laughs> in a while. But but I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing it. Because, uh, you know, that's a thing we're going to miss this year. Is yeah. I, I, we're still going to do something. We're still going to take some time off. In fact, from <laughs> July 16th uh, through the end of, um, almost the end of July, uh, for for about a two-week period there, we're going to have a lot of repeat shows. But they're they're all... Uh, they've been compiled and put together and recut and reorganized to be all of the people running in the August primary. Not all of yep. the people, but all of, a lot of the people that are running and that have been on the show, um, all connected up by what office they're running for. Like every day, you know, one day will be the 34th District State House and all of the candidates will be on. Another day will be the forty-eighth district, and um, and so on. You know, so they'll they'll uh-huh. be they'll be grouped, and
2: uh, right.
3: So anyway, that's going to be coming up in July. So stay tuned. Some of the shows. Uh, and who knows? Maybe even today's show will end up uh, playing in that last part of July, and and I also haven't figured out because of my schedule if or when. I'm gonna do the Christmas in July show.
2: Oh, geez oh, Pete, it's hard to believe it's almost July. I know, pregnancy. right?
3: It just kind of really snuck I'm not up kidding. on me. I haven't done any of my shopping. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, I started. I was
2: ahead really? of the curve this Good year. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, I have to remember where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, especially when you have kids. It's kind of hard to hide stuff when they... Even though they're older, I still have that old-fashioned, I have to hide it because I'll find it, you know? I don't know. Right. Now I sound like a grandma. Yeah, kind of. I do, don't I? And, and uh, you're not yet. Not yet. <laughs> 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 Newly mother-in-law, but we'll wait for the uh, grandma thing a little bit longer.
3: Well, yeah, you got to spend it's a little fun. little time as a mother-in-law before before you jump right in, <laughs> right into grandmahood. I think,
2: I think I'm think i going to be the cool mother-in-law, not the nasty one, like the cartoons and <laughs> yeah. old TV shows.
3: <laughs> Cruella, the mother-in-law.
2: <laughs> yeah, no face.
3: <laughs> oh, no, here she comes again.
2: <laughs> well, we're having a fun Tuesday. Normally... Not much happens on Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesday is usually kind
3: of like Monday part two.
2: Yeah, no fake. Good way of putting it. Good it, way of putting it. it.
3: In fact, it's almost like Monday's better because Monday is kind of like, yeah, it's good to be back, and, you know. <laughs> and then Tuesday, it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing this again. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, it helps when you have a good show lined up, and we do It today. does. Um, and we have a great show tomorrow. We're going to talk uh, again um, it was it's only been a week since uh, Brendan Beery was on the show, but he's gonna be back again tomorrow because uh, SCOtus keeps doing stuff. The Supreme Court of the United States has uh, <laughs> handed down a pretty um, pretty breaking news kind of uh, ruling on the uh, Louisiana ban on Abortions, uh, and and we'll get into all the specifics of that tomorrow with yeah. Brendan. But and of course tomorrow's armchair politics. Woodrow Stanley will be joining the roundtable. So we got some good shows. Good this to week. hear
2: from him again. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's going to be great. Anyway, we got to wrap it up there. But um, but thanks for helping me fat. kick things off yeah. this morning. And uh, I look forward to having you back to kick it off again tomorrow. Thanks, uh, Andrea Sutton. Thank you. Hey, no prob. Talk to you tomorrow, Brad and and, and good luck finding that thing you're looking for.
2: Yeah, no. Thanks. Well, both <laughs> things—the things you
3: were looking for yesterday and the thing you uh hid. Anyway, uh, we're gonna <laughs> no. take a short break, and we'll be right back. I
2: know, there, everybody, it's me, Tigger, T-I-double-G-U-R, that spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner's program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs>
1: Brought to you by the America, Ad your
3: children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council.
2: East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from
0: grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community
3: focused and community supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional.
0: Of
1: the house, please. Where's the she? You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again. This time, from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven.
4: Yes, here Elvis
5: from Graceland in the sky soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Pearly Gate Rock,
6: All Dug Up, Lying in the Chapel, and
5: eleven others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it
6: up, yes.
5: THE KING INSIDE
6: a must for
3: any Elvis fan. Order yours today.
5: To order your Elvis from heaven, send nine ninety five 95 in check or money order to Elvis from heaven, P.O. Box 714, Clio, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residents add
1: $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, Engineering and IT Services at Swiftlet.technology. This is
6: Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
3: And welcome back, everybody. Uh, my guest this hour is uh, General Counsel PETA, and is suing over uh, safety concerns and calling for uh, food safety oversight. His name is Jeff Curry. He joins me by phone. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show.
5: Thanks very much, Tom. Nice to be with you.
3: Um, let's, let's start out with a, a, this is going to seem like a really dumb question because you deal with this stuff all day, every day, but who are you suing and why?
5: PETA has been involved in, in a series of lawsuits against uh, various states, most recently North Carolina, uh, to fight what are so-called ag gag laws. Um, And these are laws that are aimed to prevent the exposure of abuse of animals on factory farms and slaughterhouses by banning people from taking photos or videos on those farms and sometimes by making it a crime for an investigator to get a job in one of these facilities. And so we have been successful since 2015. Uh, We have sued and gotten four ag-gag laws declared unconstitutional, Idaho, Utah, Iowa, and uh, just a couple of weeks ago, North Carolina. Uh, And of course, these laws are insidious, and they are antithetical to everything that should be going on right now. As the slaughterhouses reopen, amid the COVID-19 pandemic which everybody will remember began in a wet market in China transparency in slaughterhouse and factory farm operations is more important than ever before so that people can see for themselves uh, exactly what the crowding filthy conditions that lead to disease outbreaks look like and it's in this context that these ag-gag laws are particularly harmful because they try to keep these conditions secret and punish those people who expose it. So um, in in each of those cases that we've won, uh, a federal court has declared that they are an unconstitutional violation of freedom of speech. And so we're fighting these ag-gag laws whenever and wherever they
3: come up. How has um, COVID-19 really... Welcome back, everybody, uh, and welcome to live radio. We'll hear that uh, full interview with Jeff Kerr from PETA at, uh, at another time, but we're going to continue with what we had scheduled for today, and that was a chance to talk with uh, Genesee County's Clerk Register, uh, who is uh, running for re-election, John Gleason. He joins me now by phone. John, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back again.
6: Tom, if I'm with Tommy Sumner, I can't be anywhere better. I know that.
3: <laughs> uh, john uh, there's a lot of things that we need to talk about we'll talk about uh you know the fact that you're running for re-election is and you've you've run for office so many times you served in the uh, state house and the state senate and um you were on the, the county board of commissioners you've been uh, clerk now for uh how, how many terms now
6: I'm finishing up my second term, but I want their listeners to know you started just before I did. (laughs) If you remember, Tom, you ran for county commission before I did.
3: That's true. That's true. I remember meeting you uh, when you were first running for county commissioner. So my my point is you've run a lot of campaigns, John, over the last uh, several years. Um, This one's different, isn't it?
6: You know, they're all unique. They're just all unique. I, I've seen big swings, um, presidential election swings, landslides by the Democrats, huge victories for the Republicans. Over a quarter of a century of serving in office, you see some pendulum swings that are just, I think they're prophetic in democracy. People just get fed up of so much of uh, one ideology waiting for the chance to get going in another one i think that uh that may be what the cycle this year looks like with the federal election well
3: how's the how's the pandemic impacting the way you go about running for re-election
6: you know it's really more than the election for us uh, we have a member of our office who lost three members of her family if you can believe it an office as small as ours oh no and people don't realize uh, You know, they read in the paper a large number of victims. But they don't understand that our office deals with those families. We deal with those funeral homes. We make the death certificates. Each one of those deaths, those families deal with the Genesee County Clerk's Office. And they're in such haste. They want the death certificates. They want to make sure everything's correct on them. They want to see the cause of death, but our office has endured. And that's what I try to tell most people. This has been very emotional on the uh, clerk's office, not only in our county, but across the state because of what the job entails about getting those death certificates certified for the family so that they can close out their account. It's just different. Uh, mass to now, uh, for many weeks, I considered the Genesee County Courthouse almost like a eerie movie. You were used to thousands of people going up and down the halls with heels clattering. And all of a sudden, it was just dead silence. And there was no activity in the building. It was uh, eerie-like. And now we're opening back up. Yesterday was our first day opening up with appointments only. But you had this. Quite large facility that was a lot of activity, levity, jousting, serious business as well with the courts. But all of a sudden, one day in March, it was empty. Right. It was uh, the environment, the culture was, there was just a transformation about the work environment itself. But I commend our staff, I think the folks that work on behalf of the taxpayers have been really uniquely challenged, and I think they've been extremely successful.
3: Well, John, you're a person, when you uh, are, are running for office, uh, you really thrive on the, on the personal contact with people, going to parades and knocking on doors and all the traditional campaign stuff. And are you still able to do that and, and maintain social distancing uh, during this uh, election cycle?
1: You know, what's
6: hurt me the most, Tom, as you know, I'm pretty engaging. I think I'm uh, kind of a fun-loving old Irish kid. and no, I don't mind the, ba- you know, I really don't mind the banter whatsoever. I enjoy the back and forth with the voters and, and the engagement. Love it. I, I probably thrive on it more than others. And I just decided I'm not going to put myself or others. in in a position they shouldn't be. I know you remember well, 19 years ago, I received a kidney transplant. So I have no, my autoimmune system is uh, decimated. And so I've had to be extraordinarily careful as well, how I do my work and how I interact with the public. But I I just uh, am not going to be able to do that this year. And it's an awful lot of fun. As you said, uh, many people consider me a pretty strong retail politician, but I'm not afforded that opportunity
3: this year. And and what about the, uh, we'll talk about the, uh, the job itself now, because people not only are campaigning differently, but uh, people are going to be voting differently. There's uh, a lot more people voting by mail through the uh, increased access to absentee voting made possible by Michigan law, but also... Um, to some degree, by caveat um, because of the coronavirus. Um, Do you think that we've accidentally stumbled onto something that makes people participate more in the election process by voting from, from home?
6: I see two benefits of this. First of all, I've never cared how you vote. I care if you vote. Right. And I think number two, even this year's ballot, August ballot has some Extremely long language ballot proposals, and people can actually take them home and read, and see what the what the uh, the people asking for the millage money are really asking for. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to sit down at the kitchen table and read your ballot. Uh, for years, I had a tradition that I enjoyed voting on election day. But over the last several years, I've absolutely voted because we really became a, a state of referendums. You know, we talked today quite a bit about Proposal 2, <coughs> excuse me, and Proposal 3, how it changed the dynamics. Voters, not politicians, and gerrymandering, same day registration and voting. No reason absentee voting. So I've, uh, I use that form. I use the absentee voting form rather than the in person visit to my polling place. As much as I enjoyed seeing my fellow voters and townspeople and friends and family on election day, I tend now to mo- mostly vote right at home.
3: I don't know if I've ever told you this, John, but my parents used to take turns being the first one at the polls on, uh, at at alternating elections. Um, (laughs) They were phenomenal. Oh, I know,
6: even today. I tell you what, Tom, today that's the biggest issue as well. That's by far the biggest issue, because there's a tradition, particularly of the senior generation, of dressing up and going down to the polls election day. Uh, Received uh, several calls saying, I hope I can vote in person. I like to go down and vote. And of course the uh, under the arrangements of this cycle there will be precincts open for walk-in voters. But unfortunately most communities are going to be limited to one precinct. Oh really? You're probably not going to have your traditional voting precinct open.
3: Where do, where do people need to to find out where they're supposed to vote if they're, you know, just just hell bent on uh, voting in person?
6: They need to contact your municipal clerk. Okay. Um, we just went through the May election
3: cycles. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because the 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 response in the the handful of areas that that held elections was something like 26%, which is unheard of for a May election.
6: It was very good to see. There is some controversy about the efficacy and security of mail votes. But I don't have any trouble with either one. I think May validated if you give more ways to vote, that you will get more voters.
3: Well, you know, for years people have talked about should we have Saturday voting, or, you know, maybe maybe at some point we do online voting. There are all these, you know, discussions that go on about how do we get more people to participate. Do you think we've... Uh, uh, because of the coronavirus has uh, necessity been the mother of invention here
6: I think we uh I think we received an opportunity to validate that there really is a th- there's no reason why we don't do mail-in votes um you like I said you ran for office before I did so you've been in this game a long time too What people don't realize, and there is some controversy today, actually, and I'm going to speak about it later this afternoon, about multiple applications for absentee ballots to their home. The Secretary of State has mailed out absentee ballots. The local clerks have mailed out absentee ballots. Many candidates that you would be familiar with. ...send out absentee ballot requests to their potential voters. Sure. So there's multiple absentee ballot applications in homes throughout the state. You only get to send in one. You may get three or four applications, but you can only send one in. And then you, you have to sign that application. And if you remember, Tom, you've got to sign the ballot Right. Multiple times, inside and outside, and then your signature is checked with a qualified voter file, the signature that's online at your municipal
3: clerk. Sure.
6: As well as the secretary of state in Lansing.
3: So, in other they words, match if that signature, yeah, if if that if, signature doesn't
6: match, that uh, ballot is n- not. It, it's not compliant with uh, election law.
3: And the concern that some people have, John, is that people might try to mail back multiple ballots that have legitimate signatures. But once a vote has been recorded, those others won't be accepted.
6: No, you have an electronic poll book that has everybody's signature it. digitized, available to the local clerks. Uh, And then your name, everybody remembers, given their affidavit for the ballot, going to the local precinct. You fill out your affidavit before right. you do anything, and you give it to the poll worker. <clears throat> you get to the right precinct. The gentleman looks up in the poll book your name and your address, and they literally check it off.
3: Right. So if they re- re- received another one the next day, they, they wouldn't count it again, obviously, because it's already been recorded.
6: Exactly. Exactly. There's no way that they
3: can't. And and for people who question, um, you know, the uh, credibility and the and the security of mail-in voting as opposed to going to the polls, um, whatever kind of voting there is, there are security concerns, right?
6: There' no question. <coughs> I'm sorry, I keep coughing. These uh, my summer allergies up again. I think this dryness is getting... Um, the same thing when uh, the Russia fiasco came up. Russia's hacked our election. They did not hack the election. Your vote goes into a tabulator. It's nothing more than an adding machine. What the Russians impacted was the politicking.
3: Yeah, the public opinion part.
6: Yes, they did not affect the tabulating of votes that tabulator is nothing more than an adding machine you have a 220 connection into the church or school or building that you are voting in all it does is just add the next ballot to the pile and uh, there's the russians did not hack the machination of the election they compromised the politics with the emails and the fraudulent or slanted uh, see that polit- you know the politic uh, the campaigning they really affected the campaigning more than the elections. Probably the best way to say it.
3: Yeah. See, you know, people are concerned because uh, there's there's been some reporting that that um, all different uh, clerks around the country had had been hacked and and voter lists had been compromised or accessed, but that wasn't used to impact the vote, it was used to get email addresses to send people bogus email campaign materials, and and so, you know, this, this idea that, uh, that somehow Russians uh, impacted the turnout of elections, well, if they did, it was in the politics, not in the uh, procedural part.
6: Now this is—you're going to find this extremely interesting. Um, my computer, my personal office computer here at the county in the courthouse, the yeah. one I'm still looking at right now. Yeah, that was hacked twice by the Russians in twenty in twenty sixteen. It was hacked twice in the summer prior to the August election, and then in October prior to the November election. The experts came in and they traced it back to a Russia site twice. I talked to Homeland Security about it a few times. And what was interesting, that they were so effective that they literally, somehow, they screened through my contacts. And the nice lady on the west side of the state that I deal with a lot, mostly over organ donation, road races and fundraising for organ donation, Marge, that is the name that they hit both times. Now, what was interesting, I came in on a Monday morning and I looked at my computer. And, I, and it was the most vulgar, oh, it was a horrible, the language that they used in this email to Marge. And I was going to sit down and type her an apology and said, you know, I would never do this. And then I said, I better not touch anything. So I called uh, the sheriff's department. They came up, and then they brought in IT. But Well, I guess what they do is it, they want you to respond right. to their interception. The message they put up, they actually wanted me to make some contact, which would have compromised the integrity of my computer. Thank God, one of the few times in my life I was smart enough to not to do anything. Just call someone else in and have the sheriff's department look at it. But that happened twice in 16 to my computer.
3: Hmm. That is that is amazing.
6: Yeah, um, both times within a week of the election. Right. <clears throat> a week within the August election, a week within the November election.
3: Um, do you think we're going to be? Are, are Are you and uh, other county clerks around the state and uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson? anticipating that that will be will still be affected by the pandemic for the November election as well as the one coming up in August
6: Yes I think whatever parameters whatever precautions are put in place for this election in August will be implemented in November no question it's, it's just really Tom there's not much time between the two. I think we're a learn we're learning every time we do something different. We learned an awful lot in May. We're learning more. We're more organized. We're communicating better through August. And I think November that I think we will implement the same mechanical process but do it better. We're doing it much much better, I believe, because there's so much interaction. You got to remember, you have the voter, you got the municipal clerk, you have the staff, you got the county, you got the vendors for the tabulators and the software for the equipment. Right. It's a big universe that's affected. One thing that I always tell people look at, take your own instrument. If you're not going to vote by absentee, if you're not going to vote by mail, if you're going to the precinct, take your own ink pen. Because we all go in, we go to the booth, and yeah. there's an ink pen sitting there. Right. Take your own writing instrument, well, you know, pretty basic, but one you don't think about. And a concern that I have, you know, with my kidney transplant, I really tend to have a pretty strong tilt towards special needs. Please give people distance.
2: Right. If
6: you vote in person, give them distance, and this is why. I'm considered disabled with my transplant. But when you look at me, most people would look at someone with a wheelchair or a walker,
4: right? an amigo, yeah.
6: as someone that's disabled. Well, I'm compromised, significantly compromised. So you need to keep your six feet, I would hope, ten feet distance around me as well. But if you get crowding in on election day, be respectful to the fellow voters. And even more importantly, wear a mask and wear gloves if you can. And I
3: think you should. Right, hey John. For
6: the poll worker itself.
3: John, I've got to, uh, I've got to go to break here, but I w- I'd like to talk for a few more minutes. Can you stick around for three or four minutes? And we'll. Why don't
6: we do this, my friend? We'll talk some more. Um, you, I can go on my landline at the office. Okay. If that's better for you.
3: Sure. Yeah. Just, just uh, call me right back.
6: I'll do that. All right, brother. Thanks,
5: Tom.
3: All right. And with that, Hi, we'll be right back. This
5: is Joe from the Blue Hawaiians, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program.
1: Hey, this is
3: First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I continue my conversation with Genesee County Clerk Register John Gleason, who's uh, joining me by phone. John, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, Tom Sumner,
6: I think the world of you. I I want to uh, remind your listeners, you from time to time ask for pledges to keep your show running. I do. um, I'm going to give you one. I didn't buy my way on today, but I've been meaning to do this (laughs) for a while anyway. You provide a great service, and I thought highly of you for many years. I'm glad you do what you do, and nobody does it better. But I'm going to send in a contribution to your show, and I hope other listeners would do as well.
3: Well, thank you for that, John. I appreciate it. Um, and I will mention that John, and, and this is not because he's contributing to the show, but I will mention that he is uh, running for re-election in the August primary, but he's also a uh, significant part of how we uh, uh, gather together and pick who our elected officials are going to be. And we've been talking about his, uh, his re-election and also about the uh, the upcoming election in August and some of the changes that uh, have happened. We were talking a little bit about uh, how August and November will be similar in how they've been affected by COVID-19. But, you know, as we look forward to the end of this this whole pandemic, once once we've gotten past that, do you think that um, voting by mail will be the new normal? I sure hope it is. I really hope. I really support
6: vote by mail. People that say it's compromised, that it increases fraud. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't. Because there was fraud when when most people walked in to vote, there was fraud, mostly over absentee ballots.
3: Well, the joke I always make, John, is that they're still finding boxes of ballots for Dewey in Chicago.
6: I would suppose being a good Irish Catholic kid, if you were to turn over some uh, graves in the Roman Catholic cemeteries in Chicago, you might find some John F. Kennedy ballots.
3: (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. You know, they
6: used to say a good Irish Catholic pastor in Chicago wasn't worth a hill of beans if he didn't have half the cemetery voting for Kennedy.
3: (laughs) I've I've been tempted on occasion, John, to take the little I voted stickers and put them on gravestones. And, oh my and, lord! <laughs> at Glenwood.
6: Hey, I got to. I I want to bring this up if
3: I can. Okay.
6: If I can, if you just give me this moment. Um, sure. We are very proud of uh, activity that happened recently in our office. Um, We've seen the devastation of the Flint water crisis and as the register of deeds we haven't talked much about that responsibility but as the register of deeds we sat idly by knowing that we could affect in a positive way the results in june of 2018 i went to the state of michigan requesting money to annotate land documents you'll find this interesting we wanted to annotate the lands, the premise, the parcels, that had the lead lines remediated. We wanted that annotation put on the land documents. The title of the property would have the information. What contractor, what was the date, what was the condition of the line, when was the lead line replaced? When was the property complete and made whole? So June of 2018... I went to Lansing saying, I have this proposal for this software project. We want to work with the city and annotate these properties. This past week, and I really want to thank the Flint City Council and Mayor Neely, we culminated the agreement. The City Council authorized Mayor Neely to sign that agreement between the city and the county. Um, We have, I think, 1,200 properties in the queue to put the annotation on these land documents. It will be an enduring record. We will be the first in the country, in fact, we'll be the first in the world to implement this software project on annotation of lead lines. Your title to your property will now have a notation on it saying the condition of the lines and when they were changed out and who changed them. So we think this is just a critical culmination. It gives some sense of security to the property owner and security to the parcel of land as well. It's going to be an enduring record. It will be there forever. You might recall, Tom, when this recovery first started, they brought in a Dr. Kaufman from the University of Michigan, and they were literally going through index cards
3: yeah I was gonna say this is this is uh, worthy of mention John because when they started looking those records up they were finding index cards in shoe boxes that were done in pencil that had worn off I mean they were in horrible shape
6: yeah uh, I met with Kaufman and he indicated to me which this is a huge window but he said between 11,000 and 15,000 parcels could not be found could not be found Tom, these were water customers they yeah. couldn't find. That's so amazing. The, it, many people don't understand a lot of behind-the-scenes activity that happened during the water crisis. The first person that came to my office from the state of Michigan was Gary Hagler. Many people remember him as the chief of police of Flint. Yeah. Now he's the chief law enforcement officer for the Michigan DNR. He's had that job, I think, over 10 years. He literally came to the, him and DNR officials came to the Register of Deeds office here in Flint and met with us about how they could use our office to help with the recovery. And then about two weeks later, DEQ came into our office and met with us about how we could help with this recovery. And that's when the light bulb came on. I said, look, why do we not put the notations on these properties? Let's do that. And we never have to worry a lot of these young kids that endured the lead are gonna be carrying that complication with them for the rest of their lives. So I think it's good, it's uh helps with liability issues twenty years from now if somebody comes in and said I was poisoned, I live at three twelve Penobscotch downtown Flint and we pull up the title and we say, No, you didn't live there so you should not have difficulties. Right. Anyways, it's a it's a very encompassing, and I'm very proud that we secured the grant, and I'm so just absolutely excited that now this project is going to be moving forward. Um, we're asking for one more round of funding. Senator Ananick did a fabulous job in 2018 helping us get the money. We expect the same... Effort and the same result this year. We figure 30 more thousand, which is a drop in the bucket. 30 more thousand will allow us to complete the 18 to 20 thousand properties that were either examined or remediated. But we're very excited. This is a very earth-shattering project. We expect it to be implemented across the country. Actually,
3: oh, Over that's amazing.
6: You can't see that too often.
3: In the in the remaining uh, two or three minutes that we have left, John, I, I want to get back to the uh, the upcoming election. Do you think that, that we're going to have a much higher turnout or voter participation in both August and November because of mail-in voting? Absolutely, and I think there's a lot of excitement. The, it seems to me
6: like the Democrats are revved up. It seems like the enthusiasm that Trump had in 2016 has not diminished much uh... as a democrat i can say we don't really uh... lose elections we win them by turnout and i think that there was a tremendous negative impact with uh... hillary clinton a lot of people did not want to vote for her so they didn't vote at all and i think there's the democrats seem to be revved up anxious for change and i think you'll see When you compare this mail-in vote this August, a month from now, and you look back over the, you look in 18, you look in 16, you go back 10 years, and I believe you're going to see a record, August 4th, you will see a record turnout. In November, I believe it'll be much higher than it was in 16 as well.
3: Well, John, thanks for spending time with me this morning. I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can uh, find out more about you and and your reelection and uh, all the things that you're up to. Um, John, do you have a website?
6: Yeah, we actually do. Yeah,
3: um I have several actually
6: because I have a, we have one for my nonprofit that we started Organ Donation Donation Nation. Uh to help with uh the harvesting and use of uh kidneys uh, such as my situation. But also the uh we have a Facebook page. Reelect John Gleason. Uh we have a Facebook page for the clerk's office, we have a Facebook page also for the Register of Deeds. If you just Google John Gleason Facebook you can get access to all of them. I wanna thank you for this opportunity. Let me leave you with this thought. I think it's so compelling. People might think that what you do is not important, it's not, it's not big, it's not something that would change the way things are. Cornyn was the second most powerful man in Congress. John Boehner was Speaker of the House. Cornyn worked as his assistant. Cornyn was beat in his reelection for Congress. Only by implementing the voice of the AM radio station. Local radio stations defeated the second most powerful man in Congress <laughs> about six years ago. That's a fact.
3: The, well, his challenger to, had no money. Had, his
6: challenger had no money.
3: You're preaching no money. to the choir, John. we got to go, but thanks so much for uh, spending Be this safe. time with me. God Thank you, John. Take um, care. I'm
6: glad you started this. God bless. Bye-bye. Take care.
3: Bye-bye. That was John Gleason, Genesee County uh, Clerk, Register of Deeds, and he is running for re-election.
5: You pilots, get off of my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here! It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on! Go on, get out of here! It's